3: Numbers told the story, they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics.
1: Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com. The Visa app, Fubo, Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here as well. Still to come this hour. Vinny Maliulo, uh, Paul Spores standing by to talk baseball with us. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate how everybody, uh uh, chimes in on all the topics we talk about, super gratified about all the tennis response this morning. Uh, this is about, uh, but most is always about football. The Raiders, this is uh, a tweet also from uh, Pat's, Sequel six Super Bowls. The Raiders also have a weapon, at kicker and Carlson, has an absolute boot. Good kickers don't get talked about enough. I say that all the time on this show. We really, and we'll raise our hands, we don't talk about kickers enough. Uh, Steven Vegas uh, talking about his tennis plays. Matt Elf uh, talking about the soccer from He's got a Canadian flag with him. As at Sports Better X, he said, We've been waiting for Alfonso Davies. Great to see them qualify, talking about the Canadian side, even with him out. Canada at 2001 seems pretty good now. <laughs> Primetime. Hey, Gill and Jeff, wasn't I promised Jason in the rundown at 1030? You were promised Jason. Um you were. Our promises are kept. And sometimes our promises are not kept. Not because we're not trying to keep our promises, but you see, Bet Bash is here this weekend, Bet Bash 2, Spanky's event, which I'm honored to be uh, moderating a panel. Uh, for on uh, Sunday, The Art of Sports Betting, but it kind of started last night. Roxy had cocktails, and Jason got invited, and it was like a super honor for Jason to get invited, and then uh, Alan Boston had his movie thing, and I think Jason went to that, so I really don't know what Jason's state of mind is right now, quite frankly. I don't know if he's sleeping or not. Anyway, we'll, we'll see if Jason shows or not, so we apologize that uh, he did not show up at studio this morning, but bet bash is in full effect is what I'm trying to say. Um, you were promised that. I apologize. Anyway, more and more tweets. We appreciate it. Uh, let us bring in a gentleman who comes to us from Austin, Texas. He is the host of the Sleeper and the Bus podcast, writes for Fangraphs, and any given night, um, he is also, you know, touch and go because he's doing his twitch.tv slash Spore MLB the show stuff, and apparently something got released last night, so he's up late into the late hours playing, playing video games. It's Paul Spore, everybody. How you doing?
2: I'm doing well, Gil. How are you? Good. What got released last night? The new game MLB The Show 22 oh. live at 11, uh, 11 p.m. Central, midnight Eastern, and so we were going we were going we were going big on it. What it was, was great? What was your your first reaction
1: to like a new development in that game where you were like, "Sweet, this oh, is I was awesome. losing my mind."
2: Yeah, all, all all sorts of good stuff. They've added added some new game modes. Uh, the 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 cards within the game look great. My first diamond pull was Justin Verlander, my favorite pitcher ever. So it it was a good night. It, we had a really good night. Finished up about six in the morning.
1: Paul Paulie, the first time that he was doing Twitch, when no one had really heard of Twitch, Paul was a was an early adopter. And I said to Paul, I was like, Hey, uh, people, uh, people pay you money. They they donate to watch you play uh, MLB the Show. He goes, No, oh, no, Gil, you don't understand. They hang out with me to watch me
2: make my lineups. <laughs> That exactly. is one of the great things. Exactly. They're just hanging out. It's just a bunch of baseball fans hanging yeah. out. And uh, it, it's a really fun time. I mean, some people don't even have the game or a, a console. They're just there to hang and talk baseball. Others are there specifically because they play the game and they want to, uh, you know, bask in the glory of, of of playing it and talking about it. So it, it's it's a really good community. The MLB the show the Twitch it. community is really strong. All right, you're at Spore on Twitter S P O R E
1: R. Here are my here are so here are some of the futures player props I've met. I've bet, bet rather in uh, in Major League Baseball, you will see at the very bottom of the screen, Paul, Jacob DeGrom, 4-1. to one. Jacob DeGrom already with arm tightness. Jeff, we should, probably should have said this earlier. How you feeling, man? You okay with your mind? Well, man? as I said and yesterday, so it the, begins. Do- the doom started early this <sighs> year. <sighs> yeah. Paul, I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, they've lost the Mets to injury, have lost more collective games to injury in the last five years than every team in Major League Baseball, with the exception of the Yankees. Um, and you just, you just wonder at some point, first of all, you know, we had, uh, Joe Sheehan on last night on primetime action and his thing was, we, he was like, we still don't know exactly what was wrong with
2: DeGrom last year. True. That's true. We're still, we're still kind of flying blind. And, you know, I was excited coming off the spring training too. You know, I, I, I want to see him out there. I want to see him doing well but we did kind of run to the finish line as though a two inning outing was Well, he's fully healthy and back and let's go. So part of it is on us as a baseball community, kind of assuming that, Hey, we're out of the woods. And it's like, well, no, no, we're not. I mean, we're just not going to be either um, in general. I mean, he, he's probably, I don't know. He's probably like a 120 inning guy this year, like with, with starts and stops type of deal. He should be great when he pitches to Gromwell, but I don't know. It's, it's nerve wracking for sure. I mean, you, you, you do it. You're talking about handicapping and, and putting a bet on him, or you're talking about putting him in fantasy baseball, picking him in fantasy baseball, nerve wracking either way. Do you want to put your money there? You know, the payoff can be huge, but do you even want to deal with the risk is the real question you have to ask yourself.
4: Jeff question for both of you, actually, because of this, do you look to a Max Scherzer now in, in a Cy Young market or are those numbers just too short now?
2: I mean, with, with Max, they're probably still shorter than I want to go. I'm always going to be looking for a, a, a bit of a bigger play when I'm doing futures like that. That's just that's just the comfort level that I have. I'm putting up the money for six months, trying to hit a little bit bigger uh, th- than chalk or near chalk.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'd like to see how this plays out with the first and then sort of adjust. But it's just so sad to see. And now let me just say this from a betting standpoint. That, there is a, that there's a major offshore, and they have, you know, as, as the years have gone on, now there's not listed pitchers anymore, um, you know, it's just sort of action on everything. But you will see now on season-long props with, with certain with pitchers now that there's like a 22-and-a-half game stipulation. So, yeah. so they're basically—both sides are getting protected, Right. I like
2: that. Yeah,
1: I yeah. like that a lot. So it's, it's like it's gotten to be such a thing where now you're seeing this stipulation where you never saw it before. It's pretty interesting how, how people are adjusting to all of this. Uh, but here, here again, you know, before we get into the individual, your individual thoughts in player uh, markets, did you have anything else, teams? Because we went through your season wins. Anything else futures-wise, divisions, nothing else, right?
2: No. Okay. all set, set on teams right now.
1: Okay. Player stuff what player stuff do you like the best? Where do you want to go?
2: So looking at uh, looking at like the hits, uh, m- most hits in the season, I, I like a few guys that kind of stand out and I can kind of range in in odds uh, with Nicholas Castellanos at, at uh, 20 to one Eloy Jimenez, who I think is basically the same guy. I mean, these guys aren't that different. We've seen Eloy Jimenez have a big batting average, I think his rookie year. And then it's it's come down a little bit. I still think there's a, a plus 300 season in Eloy's bat. He's a 35 to one. And then I like Lindor uh, a good bit on a bounce back season this year. Uh, so 40 to one on the hits is something I could definitely see for him. You know, they're not the same player. And like, just because they're from Puerto Rico, I'm not making this, this direct comp. But Lindor's first year last year reminds me a lot of Carlos Beltrons in New York. And everyone was thinking he's washed coming off of that amazing playoff with Houston. He was just out of his gourd with them down the stretch as well. And it's like, oh my God, he's going to New York. He's going to be a savior. Here it is. It's it's, it's over. He's, he's going to be amazing. And he and he was pretty, pretty bad that first year. Beltron was, was pretty mediocre relative to what he was being paid and, and the expectations. Bounced back the next year and was a superstar again. And... Sometimes there's just a transition year, and I don't always buy in. Like, oh, New York is so mentally draining on everybody. It can be anywhere. It, it can be a smaller, uh, uh, you know, a, a smaller venue that you're going to, a smaller city that you're going to. Just transitioning as a big dog, making all that money that first year can be an adjustment. So I think Lindor is going to be fine coming off the ugly season last year and uh, has a chance to lead the league in hits. So I got him at forty to one, and then RBIs. I'm looking at Nelson Cruz joining Washington. The big linchpin here is if Cesar Hernandez gets back to his on-base ways. Kind of lost himself a little bit last year. I think he had a 308 on-base. Yeah, 308 because he was going for some power. It's like, you're not a power guy. Stop it. Get on-base at a 340, 350 clip. Let Nelson Cruz and Juan Soto drive you in all day. Obviously, Juan Soto gets on base at a near 50% clip. So, those two guys ahead of Cruz, uh, Josh Bell having a good season, could be a lot of RBI opportunities. Even though that's not a great team, you could have somebody like Nelson Cruz leading the league in RBIs from that club. I'm also buying hard into uh, into Joey Votto just in general. Uh, big Me article on The Athletic. Me too. It's hard not to. He's, he's one of the smartest players the game's ever seen. I just kind of implicitly trust him. We saw the big power breakout last year. Wouldn't be surprised if he led the league in RBIs. And I know that they've, you know, started to kind of tear that team apart a little bit. The offense is still pretty solid, though. You got a catalyst out front like uh, like India at the top. You got Tyler Stevenson there who could bat two, or even Tyler Naquin against Wright. He's batting two. Plenty of guys on base for somebody like Votto to uh, to have a big RBI total, even if that team isn't great. Do you have any go through all of them, no, or, or stop and we, get your? No, commentary no, no,
1: on no. no. We like these. We're gonna we're gonna hit a wall here, so we'll we'll continue after the break. But I, I just want to say caveat to a couple of those. In the case of both Cruz and Votto, if Cruz plays really well, and there's no evidence to suggest at this point that he won't, uh, and Votto, who had a bit of a bounce back uh, last year. Could they, c- they could be traded, right? Both of them at the trade True. deadline could go. And just make sure, and I don't know that there's any spots that offer RBI only in their specific league, right? Yeah. But just make sure it's an MLB one because they could get dealt to the opposite league in terms of the, the market you're betting. Just sort of a, a yeah. caveat there. Uh, real quick here before we go to break. Uh, one Christopher the Bear Felica. El Oso, for those listening in Spanish. Do we know Jason is even alive? Oh, not that one. Uh, do we know that Scherzer is even okay uh, what's the other question he had? Does that postseason, end of season decline worry anyone? And again, I still say Wilmer Flores could have gotten him if if not on that nonsense check swing. I'm still bitter. Um, but any concerns for you?
2: Uh, sure. Anytime you're dealing with somebody at that age, uh, th- there are concerns, right? I mean, because... Once you kind of hit that mid third range, there, it, there doesn't really need to be any sort of rhyme or reason to your health. And so, yeah, there's a little bit of concern with Scherzer, too. Another reason I wouldn't bet him, though.
1: Yeah. Okay. We'll come back. Paul's got more. Oh, you know it's good when he's like, should I stop or should I just keep going? Because I have like a Magna Carta worth of this stuff. That's next. More Paul Spore at Spore on Twitter, S P O R E R, for Sleeper of the Bust and Fan Graphs. And of course, twitch.tv slash Spore. On the other side, it's a numbers game at and the Sports Betting Network.
4: The numbers game with Gil Alexander on v the
2: sports betting network.
1: Wendy's breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stack starting lineup like the breakfast baconator. cross on combos and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast. The official breakfast. Of March Madness, choose wisely, choose Wendy's. We had uh, Wendy's breakfast brought in here the other day. Parley uh, stole about 80% of it, but, you know, we're getting to the bottom of that.
4: Come on, you got to at least estimate correctly. On uh, You're too low
1: there. Gil. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like throwing it to Parley's like, yeah, I don't know about that, that award, Gil. Um, and then we, they brought it in for primetime action, and they gave us, like, the chicken sandwiches. So good. Oh, my God, was that good. Anyway, that's my Wendy's endorsement. Paul Sporer is here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from uh, Austin, Texas. Paul, well, we had a request about your your shirt. What does that say? The Charlotte, Charlotte's. What does it say?
2: Yeah, that's based off of my dog. Yes, um, that's you're what familiar I thought. With the website uh, Roto mm-hmm. the guy over there is, is a friend of mine, Kenny. Shouts to Kenny. He's an amazing artist. He's a he's a one man show. So if you're familiar with Roto and your Roto not an advertisement, but check them out. They're great. He custom made this for me. Sold them in my stream. I was like, I want a minor league team kind of based off of my dog, and I want purple and white for Twitch, and I love the color purple, and this is what he came up with, and it's a big win.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. Your dog, who has been a star of our segments in the past, won for scratching the, uh, the the heck out of that uh, couch behind you, which I think we've changed. You've got a new couch, if I'm not mistaken. No, it's same it's, couch. I'm
2: just moved. Oh, yeah, just I'm just moved. moved closer to the couch. I see. I just moved everything over a little bit, so you're getting a little bit of a different perspective. And then the she's mo- not in here. You're you're going to say the other thing that she was the other known thing, for the,
1: the most famous show. Charlotte appearance of all time, where she she violently vomited during the segment, and Paul had to like stop things. <laughs> In the middle. No, no, no. Check on. you didn't you powered through yes no no,
2: gail yes the, the the other side not not vomit the, the other side oh i'm sorry I, then i wouldn't have brought yeah. it up okay it was okay. it was, it was the other side I didn't know sorry about that okay uh
1: what other what other season win player props do you like
2: so we did we did hits ribbies i got runs k's and a couple scions uh runs you know that one's that one can always be tough Because you're so reliant on on other people, of course. Um, I mean, I guess you are with the Ribbies too, right? They got to they got to get on base so that uh, your guy can drive them in. Uh, But I like Tim Anderson. You know, he's a beast, thirty to one on that White Sox club. You know, when we talked about the teams. We mentioned how things are going to be more difficult for the White Sox because of the other teams in their division, not because they're bad or anything, though. So I don't really see them necessarily falling off. I see the rest of the division catching up to them. I could totally see Tim Anderson being a runs god for them. Needs to stay healthy, though. Can we get a buck fifty-five out of Tim Anderson? That would be obviously a major key there. And again, I'll go with Lindor. You know, I talked about him in the hits. Of course, I would talk about him on the runs. This Mets team is supposed to be good. We know Mets going to Mets, but I'm big on a Lindor bounce back. So I would I would like him at 40 to 1 on the runs same as his hits. Uh, and if you were going to pick one or the other with Lindor, I would go with the hits cuz that's just his skill. He doesn't need the rest of the team to drive him in. That's just him hitting. Strikeouts, I'm going double Marlins here. Oh man. Trevor Rogers at 50 and Sandy Alcantara at 30. Big fan of both. Don't get too hung up on Trevor Rogers only pitching seven starts at uh, second half last year. He had a family emergency. You know, family comes first. Uh, we don't get details on on what was going on with that. Not our business, for one. But, you know, don't judge him off that and be like, oh, was he hurt or what was going on? Family emergency. It was all good. He got back at the end of the year. Looked like himself in September. So I'm still very big on Trevor Rogers. Hope of everything's good with the family this year, and he's ready to go for you know 180 plus innings. And then Sandy Alcantara has literally everything you look for in a breakout strikeout sort of guy. There's been some consternation in the fantasy community about his strikeouts. Like, oh, you know, he doesn't strike out enough guys. And it's like, yeah, maybe not historically, but it really started to shine through last last year, he's always had the stuff. He's always had the swing and miss, uh, you know, uh, flashes there with his secondary stuff. And then in the second half last year, down the stretch, I think his last 10 or 12 starts, he was like a 30% strikeout guy, Alcantara was. So he's got all the tools there. He's also made 200 innings, basically twice. One of the times was 197. I'm going to give him credit for 200, because if he gets to 190 plus, Sandy Alcantara can absolutely lead the league in strikeouts. I really, really like Sandy Alcantara this year for a massive breakout which will not surprise you when I move on to Cy Young and I pick Sandy Alcantara at 25 to 1. Um, You know, again... What they're doing there with the pitching in Miami is amazing. It's so robust. They got guys coming up that a lot of folks haven't heard of if they don't follow prospects. Yuri Perez might be the best of this entire bunch. He's only 18, and they're churning out guys left and right, and they might have the the very best guy on his way you know, two, three years down the road. I now think another breakout. This one's a little bit of a longer shot because, uh, well, first off, it's higher odds, but also because I don't fully know the innings that Michael Kopech is going to get. But I just adore the talent. Yeah. We've been waiting on this guy pretty much from day one. He, he's, he's got everything. He's got everything you want. He only threw 69 innings last year, though. So, how much do they really raise him? If, if we can get him to raise them the, the 100, you know, everyone talked about the 100 extra innings from 2020 to 2021. Um, if he can kind of get that and be around 160, 170 innings, he can win a Cy Young there. Uh, innings counts have lowered. We know when, Cy, when uh, Blake Snell won it with 180, that was a low. Guys are being given, uh, you know, full consideration even if they don't have the 200-plus inning seasons. Michael Kopech could be really interesting there if he can at least get up to that 170 mark. I think he could be a, a strong contender in the American League at 40 to one.
1: Yeah, and let me just sort of like, you know, for those who aren't familiar with Paulie's segments over over time, um, just to give him his uh, his street cred on all this. Paul and I first we met through Twitter years and years ago, but in those days. You were doing these massive starting pitcher guides. Like just it's it's unbelievable to think how much you wrote, not only on current, you know, current days, starting pitchers in major league baseball, but also the minor leaguers. You did these extensive write-ups on minor leaguers, and I was like, who is this kid? This is unbelievable. (laughs) But some of your great calls over the years, right? Your your streak rate on pitchers is probably you you do everything great, but on pitchers is really the best because you were Corey Kluber before Corey Kluber was cool. Nathan Niavaldi leaps to mind. I'm trying to think of some of the other calls where you were like way ahead of the curve on, and so now Alcantara, we're hearing from you. copec uh, people are more familiar with, I would imagine, sure. years now. But but Alcantara would be a name that, even though some people, you know, more more serious baseball fans know, I think the more casual folks probably wouldn't gravitate towards betting on him. Let me let me just ask you one question. Uh, I don't know if sure. you have any more here, but Matt Vaskur. no, no. Uh, that, that that runs it out. Okay, Matt Vaskurjan was on with us on Primetime Action a few weeks back. Uh, with Matt Brown and with Kelly Bidlin, which you've been kind enough to come on as well, and he was talking about, you know, and he's got to be careful, right? What he talks about, what he doesn't. But one of no the th- one of the things that he shared was this notion, and this is just sort of as we as we get into the season next week, and people are betting individual games, and they're talking about, you know, betting the Rays specifically. Here's what I'm going to get to on on season long bets. But he was talking about how he is familiar with studies now where the I want to I want to word this correctly, but essentially pitchers on the mound in Tampa Bay get extra length on their sort of their you know their their torque or in terms of just their release I should say. So there's mm-hmm. just because of the nature of that mound, there's sort of a slight built-in advantage for Tampa Bay playing 81 games there quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, Are you familiar with this and does that sound like something that is super actionable to you and explain perhaps some of Tampa Bay's perennial success?
2: I was not familiar with it, but you better believe I'm going to ask, Eno know, about it and see if it's something that he wants to chase down and get more info on That's That's definitely his wheelhouse there of kind of uh, investigating that stuff and, and figuring it out. I could definitely see it being an advantage. Heck, I could see it being an advantage for for some road pitchers visiting and realizing, sure. whoa, I'm, I'm, I'm really getting my extension here. And maybe that explains why some guys really struggle at the truck. We know the hitter's eye is part of it too. Like Willie Adamas was very open about it. I wonder if maybe Nelson Cruz to come to that last year in his time with Tampa Bay. So the mix of a rough batter's eye plus this extra extension for guys off the mound can wreak havoc on batters in the trap as if it's not bad enough just being in that uh, in in that weird place. I don't know. I just I've actually heard it's not terrible to watch a game at. Believe it or not. I've actually heard multiple people say that. But it looks horrendous on TV. The catwalk stuff that it just it doesn't seem great. From an outsider's perspective i've been there it does seem to be like a pitcher's haven do do you not agree dean it's not great
1: it's uh you know it it ain't oracle park let's put it
2: that way yeah yeah yeah. it's got to be pretty low on the list there too i'm not a big dome fan in general especially for baseball you're not going to get me too sold on an indoor venue in general uh but especially one you know then not even using real grass at least the places in texas the two places that have retractable roofs now um they still have grass they're, so you're still using real grass i just don't like the closed in like rogers center i, I don't yeah, like that vibe I don't, I don't i don't hit, like the turf
1: the ball hits the catwalk i mean come on we can't you know we're still doing that yeah
2: Tem- tampa bay is a wild yeah. place.
1: uh exit question it's like i'm a mclaughlin yes. group down here um the team it doesn't have to. You can just pick one, either AL or NL. Okay. The team that when we get to the postseason, we do have expanded postseason now, the team that no one is expecting to be in that will
2: be in. The Marlins. The Marlins. Yeah. Wow, you are all about they added the some Marlins. Hitting. I am. And, you know, we were talking about the Marlins in 20 when they were the sneak team that uh, actually made the playoffs. Just talking a little bit about them. That pitching is amazing. They got some hitting to come with it. If that hitting plays up to their level... Marlins. All right.
1: Paulie, you're the best. We'll uh, we'll check you out. Twitch.tv slash spore for the new MLB The Show. Thanks, man. All weekend. Thanks, Gil. Have a good one. All weekend. I love it. All Spore. <laughs> Vinny Maolio. Next, he'll saunter into the studio. Slow jamming with Vinny on the other side. Vins, a numbers game. A numbers game with
2: Gil Alexander on V
1: Opening day and the opening round of the Masters are the same day, so that first week of April will be jam-packed with betting intel from our experts. We'll have a breakdown of every golfer in the field, plus futures bets and matchups from the long shots. Crew, that is Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, and Matt Eumann, sign up today and get full access to VEASAN. Through the start of baseball season, the Masters and the NFL Draft for only $19 at VEASAN.com spring. By the way, we will have Joe Pita in studio Monday and Tuesday, the man who literally wrote the book. On Masters Analytics, he will be here in studio to talk Masters. And then Casey Kerr will be with us from Augusta on Wednesday, courtesy of the crackman, Bill Krakenberger. Casey Kerr, caddy to some of the greats. Ernie Els being the, uh, the most famous bag that he was on in his career uh, with his uh, unique Ellicott City, Maryland slash Texas accent. It is the most fascinating accent on planet Earth. It's spectacular. And we just try to beat picks out of him. Hey uh, Casey, what do you think about uh, Will Zalatoris? Well, <laughs> he'll go the whole thing; he'll dance around it. So big golf week next week here on the show as well. Uh, NCAA, of course, March uh, excuse me, March Madness Final Fours tomorrow. We bring in, ladies and gentlemen, Slow jamming with Vinny, Vinny
3: Maio. What's
1: happening, Vinny? Good
3: to be with you, Gil. And, and speaking of accents, or I should say dialects, yes. You know, I was listening to you. Program yesterday, and I, I, and I thought to myself. Oh, I did a little imitation of you. I, well, so I thought. Yeah. You know, I, I was like, wow. I, I, if I close my eyes, I, I could swear. <laughs> it sounds just like me. Somebody, somebody, t-
1: somebody tweeted. He goes, that sounded more like a. Oh, it was a Mike Alvarez? He tweeted. He said it goes. It sounded more like uh, Dracula than it did Vinny. I was like, same thing. It's,
3: it's excellent. It same, same. It, <laughs> yeah. Uh, was just. Those are, you can, you know, the shows are all recorded, archived here. My, Hit my, that replay and you'll say, God, Vinny was on Thursday as well. You know, my dad
1: used to say that to me. He used to say, like, I hear you do an imitation of me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you yeah, know, who told you? Um, all right, so, real quick before we get to Vinny here, Jeff, your, your plays tomorrow, you have a ladies' final four play that you didn't share with us. So,
4: so uh, one, one quick thing, actually, golf wise, because oh. this just came across uh, Hideki Matsuyama just withdrew with the neck injury.
1: So, a okay, week before be, the Masters. Because it's April 1st, I have to ask you are you sure that's a viable report?
4: No, this is from the PGA's communications. Wow. This is not okay. ridiculous. Trust me, we have the Julian Edelman signing with the Buccaneers floating around right now, <laughs> which right? is uh, yes. classic April Fool's nonsense. Yeah. So that is, yes, that is legitimate.
1: So that is— So he he has been hurt, yes. Yeah. So Hideki Matsuyama, reigning Masters champ, will not have the opportunity to defend his title. Maybe. We'll Maybe. see. What, what's
4: the full report again? It, withdrew this week, for, so from the Valero Open— uh, with a neck injury, so we'll, we'll oh, see. Oh, so nothing about the Masters Nothing yet. about next oh, week, I'm but that okay. is something to at least keep in mind if you want to bet Matsuyama oh. for next week uh. that he's still dealing with this injury. I pushed it forward,
1: my yeah. bad, so not nothing on that yet.
4: Well, to uh. the important things yes. now, though, mm-hmm. Gil, uh, i got to give my guy Cam Teague, who works for the Courier jo- Journal in, in Louisville, for, for at least giving me the look into this a few months ago, where he texted me out of the blue and just said, hey, uh, what, what are the, the – The future odds on Louisville women to win a national title. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, all right, well, I know Paige Backers is hurt for Connecticut. Maybe UConn's down. Maybe that's,
1: that's the extent of your knowledge, you, you,
4: right there. You look, you, you look yeah. for something on that, and Louisville, who was considered a number one seed or a number two seed most of the year, was sitting at twenty-five to one. And there you go. He said, "Hey, was that a good number?" And he's like, "Yeah, you might as well take a little bit of it." So, I have the Louisville Cardinals going nice, <laughs> going into tonight, who are an eight and a half point underdog against the number one overall seed, South Carolina. And
1: the only bet you have on the men's side is the under first half, Kansas Villanova. That is all I have. Even though I
4: will say. If that full game total somehow, dude, there's 134 yesterday at win. If that ends up going up from 133, it's going to be hard not to bet that under for the full game as well. well wait, let me just ask you this question here. Sorry, Vinny.
3: Just no, take your time, boy, I'm just taking notes. You <laughs> know? Been, just I mean, I know, yeah, I was here yesterday, and so I, was, I, you know, I had some time yesterday. So, so.
1: Does it worry you? Last question. Does it worry you that everybody we've had on this show this week? has the same exact bet.
4: You know, in a normal circumstance, it would. The one thing, though, that I will say that is keeping me from being really petrified, like I usually would when everyone's on the same thing, is if this game is played at that really slow pace – in the low 60 possessions, yeah. it's going to be really hard for that number to go over. I agree. They're both going to have to be pretty efficient offensively. And if that happens, I tol- so be
1: it. I totally get the reasoning. I was the mm. one that was like, hey, what about the total because of Villanova's plotting style, 50 to 44 over Houston? I totally get it. Why you would play the first half, not the full game. We shall see. Because whatever goes wrong, Vinny, when everybody's on the same side of a bet.
3: And uh, there's a lot of folks on the same side of that game. Uh, Which actually. side? On uh, Kansas. On Kansas. They're state. laying the points. Yeah. Opened, uh, we actually opened that game Kansas 3. Got as high as 5 before we got any buyback.
1: See, what's interesting about that is we had Dr. Bob on earlier. Mm -hmm. Dr. Bob is great at lots of things, but one of the things he's really great at is assessing the value of individual players in team sports and specifically in basketball. And his whole thing, because obviously the narrative is, oh, Justin Moore, to math high school. Justin Moore rupturing his Achilles, poor kid. And... They're without their second leading scorer, their second leading assist man, but he he was pretty consistent, pretty solid on his breakdown of how Justin Moore actually doesn't mean as much in the alchemy of basketball as you would imagine he does.
3: Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher yesterday asked me that, you know, what would the number be with, a, and maybe a half point or a difference, yeah. that it, it would, and and not that he doesn't matter. <clears throat> I mean, particularly from a, a depth and rotation standpoint, right? They don't, they're not particularly deep anyway. But also, Jay Wright. Listen, he's established uh, a, a winning culture there, and, and and having the extra time to prepare, I think you know they'll uh, you know they'll 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 make the adjustments. To but to the point of the, of the number, mm-hmm. it uh, you know I think some people thought it might have been you know one and a half or two points. It's it it's not it might have been a half. Maybe you could have made a case for a uh, one point. But I mean, and now, so Bob's look, obviously, they they. You know, they laid the number, and again, but we did find the threshold to come back, and that was uh, when when the game got to five.
1: Well, I mean, recency bias is recency bias, right? So the last time we saw Kansas, we saw their A game against uh in the uh, in the quarters against uh Miami. In the second half. In the in the <laughs> second half. Right. right. In the right. second half. Yeah. Forty seven to fifteen they outscored the yep. hurricanes in the second half of that game. So that's obviously most prominent mm-hmm. in people's minds. Sure. Now a lot of narrative you hear is hey Kansas's A game is better than anybody mm-hmm. else's A game. We've yep. heard that about Arizona before this mm-hmm. year. Uh that didn't go too well for him. But we we that's a lot of this college basketball season, right? Kansas's A game is better than anybody else's A game, but we rarely see their A game. You know, Bill mm-hmm. Self will tell you we hadn't play well until yep. then. Uh, we said the same thing about Duke Duke has five pro players in their starting lineup. But until that last flourish against Michigan mm-hmm. State, mm-hmm. where they effectively Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagler and stole the round, yeah. we didn't really see Duke's a game. Right. So yeah. the, the the issue is really who will be able to conjure up their best basketball.
3: Uh- and and can they do it for 40 minutes right well that's, right? Yeah. and and is 40 minutes enough you just you just don't know right i mean uh, so there's a lot of things there that 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 the number uh the point spread obviously in this case uh really makes you think but the other part of it is too i i think that the the more popularity and more consistency of in-game wagering mm-hmm. gives you that option oh, too sure. now, right because because even th- when you combine the the breakdown, the analytics portion of it as well, and you combine that with the eye test, with what you're watching, what you're seeing, what's happening. Well, that's that's that, that that's gold, right? That's uh, that, that's great. When I say gold, it's for assessing and for uh, for breaking it down and analyzing.
1: Duke, Carolina, you're seeing even action, both
3: sides. Uh, yeah, actually, that game, we had Duke. Uh, We opened it at four and a half. They took four and a half, and now it sits at four. And it's been at four, uh, this just about the entire time went to four, uh, rather quickly. So, two way action here. But you'll, I think, we'll see. I think the general public will really be behind Duke Duke in this one. I think so, uh, for sure.
1: Which you know, I get it. It's the whole coach K going out on the top narrative and stuff, but. Uh, I do believe we just saw a game at Cameron Indoor where Carolina destroyed them.
3: Yeah, and I think I think what other folks are looking at is because Duke did beat UNC at Chapel Hill earlier mm-hmm. in the season, but I think um I think th- there's two aspects where the public I think will will look and gravitate towards Duke is that game and the the sentiment for for coach Kegel and that game that ha- you know that that Destruction by North you, Carolina uh, in Cameron. Could you imagine if
1: Carolina goes out beating Duke in the last game at Cameron, yeah. and then in the final four their first ever March <laughs> Madness meeting? It'd be like lifetime bragging rights yeah. for the Tar Heels oh, and that yeah. alumni. What? So, so which uh, which of your little buckets on your prop still has teams available? Um. You know the college basketball prop. Oh, and the uh, the one that
3: we put together. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, well, let me. Uh, Vinny, let me are you up.
1: unprepared?
3: No, as a matter of fact, I have my. Uh, oh, Vinny, Maliolo Demerit. What are you talking it's about? Not it's right good. There. Oh, there you go. Sorry. Take it easy. I just had to fill Take, take it here. easy. Go, go back to just... go back to rehearsing my voice. <laughs> let me get that. Uh, Gil, you're not banned. Why don't you Why don't
1: you bet here? You're not banned. That's <laughs> that sounded more like Rodney Dangerfield. Sorry. <laughs> Working on.
3: Oh, Gilly, that's great. Okay. Oh, right, I finally saw so, enough. There you go. What do you got? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Group music. A yeah. is done. Should, we'll, we'll come let's, back. let after you. We'll
1: the break. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Vinny Maliula, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, like legitimately <laughs> slow jamming with Vinny today. <laughs> that's right. Literally. Uh, we'll be back. Linguistics with Gil. Uh, and champ- by the way, champions formula, again, it's Kansas and Villanova do qualify. Duke and Carolina don't. It'll come down to that. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards every time you make a wager at BetMGM. You can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20. That's 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and Nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager on the BetMGM app, sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Slow jamming with Vinny, Vincenzo, Vinny Maliulo, or as some call Vinny Maolio. (laughs) <laughs> Even though they'd known him for forty years uh Vinny, your uh, your college basketball prop yes. here at the south Pole
3: we had the uh the prop posted Gill uh on january twenty eighth and uh we had three groups and a field, and this was obviously way before the uh, the committee uh announced their their uh, regions and things like that but so this was how it started group a gonzaga purdue, Kentucky. UCLA, Illinois, and Texas Tech opened at plus 180, so 9 to 5. Group B, Baylor, Arizona, LSU, Michigan State, Duke, and Iowa, plus 220. Hmm. Dookie. Dookie. Group C, Kansas, Villanova, Auburn, Wisconsin, Houston, Ohio State, plus 220 on the opener. So they're guaranteed to have one in the final. Correct, and the field, which now uh, at, at the time included the Tennessees, USC's, uh, Texas, uh, et cetera, includes UNC. Yeah. Now, What's the, What was the highest that? that we went to? Yeah. Uh, by the way, that op- field opened at six to one. On the right, going into uh, around the grade eight before the grade eight, uh, the uh, elite eight started. -150 on group A. I'm sorry, sweet 16. It went as high as 150. Hmm. Okay. Well, it worked out for me. I'm you. sorry, going this was going into the tournament on this, uh yeah, going into the tournament. Okay. So, it was that that went to 2 to 3, group A, with the uh, with the Zags, Kentucky, Purdue. Group B, 5 to 2. Group C, which now includes Kansas and Villanova, obviously included them at 5 to 1. And uh, nine to one on the field going into the tournament. Yeah, is is there more of a
1: crapshootier event than we love it? By the way, we absolutely love March Madness. But just from a as, as you step back and you think about like the the predictive ability of these games from there's there's nothing more. There's, there's nothing less predict, predictable, I think.
3: No, I, I don't, especially on the first few days. And when you look at the success of underdog skill, right, mm-hmm. going, uh, that, particularly that uh, Thursday and Friday, right? I mean, it kind of worked its way out to higher. You know, you, you could say that, you know, there's no Cinderella here right now, right? Let's face it. I mean, is, is North Carolina really a Cinderella? Well, Final know. Four, how many times yeah. have there ever really been? Yeah. yeah. So it, it played out. Uh, beautifully from a I think from a betting perspective uh you know and and folks certainly didn't just go the old route you know everybody you know years ago you couldn't make favorites high enough mm-hmm. uh but you know frankly uh the you know v has helped educate people people are more educated today they reach out more and then that's why you saw so many um ones and twos not as you know, high, and, and the price is not uh, as high as they were. I mean, I remember Gil There, you know, when ones versus sixteens and, and twos versus 15s, there were there were 30 point favorites. 30 point easy, favorites. You know? Duke I mean, was like a thirty
1: three yeah. point favorite over A and T or yeah. Howard or somebody. Yeah. I
3: mean, so you, you know, and you you could automatically you knew you know that the public would just continue to drive those numbers up. But again, um, parity, if you will, you know, you get the the the, the transfer portal has become a great equalizer. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, you've got teams that are more experienced. You've got uh, very uh, upper class, you know, juniors and seniors on a lot of teams compared to a lot of freshmen. And Do you think you would get bigger handle? Is a, for, forget a
1: fan's perspective on Duke Carolina. I happen to be from where I grew up in the country, the mm-hmm. mid-Atlantic. Duke Carolina was always everything to us. Always everything to us. But from a betting handle perspective, mm-hmm. would you, is your handle going to be more on Duke Carolina than it would have been
3: had it been Duke St. Peter's? Oh, I think so. Uh, although by that point, you know, Gil, you everybody was unbelievable still, story. You know, you, you, you could make a case, yeah, that, that you know, unprecedented, right, and uh, you know, a true Cinderella. So I, I don't, I don't know if it would have mattered as much. I mean, you, you, it's getting so much play now, but. The fact that it's still the Final Four, and what we've seen in terms of growth, right? We saw the Nevada, we saw the numbers come out for February, and again, that was certainly driven by the. But if the, the Super Bowl being setting a record by twenty-one million dollars, just in this state, mm-hmm. I have to believe that this March Madness, when these numbers finally get tallied, it's it's going to be. Much higher as well. So, but no, but
1: no instinct on that specific. I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, blue blood rivalry of all rivalries yeah. versus the, you know, a a ge- eclipsing George Mason, eclipsing VCU, eclipsing mm-hmm. Penn for those who are mm-hmm. old enough, right, to get to do yeah. that in the Final Four. Um, maybe not eclipsing Penn. NC but, you know. Charlotte. Uh, did Penn get in the South. Final Four in like '79? Am I just making that up? Somebody
3: did, right? Was it, was it Princeton? Uh, I think it was.
1: That, that was, was the Penn. Magic was Bird.
3: Yeah, final yeah. Four. the Penn got Penn in the final four. Yeah, because in it Rutgers, was Michigan right? State yeah. and uh, oh. Michigan State and Indiana State in the in the final. Yeah, right?
1: but I mean, imagine St. Peter's a 15 seed again. Yeah. Like, would uh, it's? Uh, I'm just a question. Uh, if you, I think this. I
3: think that I think this matchup is bigger, but there certainly would have been yeah. a lot of uh, interest because of the Cinderella aspect. And again, I think people just have gravitated to the, to this tournament, and you know the the response has been great. Let's
1: talk. About about the Masters for a second. Yeah. Uh, John Goulet said this off off air, and I think he's spot on on this. Which is, I mean, baseball. Could you have could you have messed this up anymore? <laughs> right, like your opening day is the first day of the Masters. I have a thing after the show Thursday that I'm doing, and and I it occurred to me I'm like, why are we doing this the first day of the Masters? Right, like it's yeah. only gonna take a half hour. But like, what what dude doesn't enjoy sitting in front of the TV in you know in front of the Masters as his maybe his favorite activity of the entire calendar year? So. You've had that people have had all off season, all mm-hmm. off season, all winter, I should say, yeah. to bet this major. And is it also like the rising tides lift all boats thing, where you will see your greatest Masters handle of all time?
3: I think I think we there's no reason not to think that. Gil, again, it's ba- it's it's back to its normal time, right? And we know it's going to be played. Uh The tradition of it, uh you know, not to to be cliche, but the, when I say the tradition of the, it, it, it's people know they're familiar with the course mm-hmm. uh they they it just gets so much more attention and then frankly because of that in the betting menus bigger. we did we put the biggest betting menu up uh you know for for the masters so when you put all those things together uh and of course we make it a focus and and the fact that it gets the coverage it gets again i i just i don't see any reasons not to th- to to see the trend continuing where we've had this Terrific. We had a great fall, great football season. I think the NBA playoffs are mm-hmm. going to be strong. The NHL playoffs are going to be strong. The Masters, uh, there's no reason to think that we uh, we shouldn't see our best you know, Masters. You I have a suggestion, Vincenzo. Go right ahead. I think you should start putting up more tennis. <laughs> have you heard you know, me say that I, before, I've to got you? you know, there was another guy, <laughs> looks a lot like you, yes. that's, that's, yeah. that's mentioned that did in you, the past. Did
1: you put up I any said, Miami Open or any Indian
3: Wells? No. You did not? No. Because because the guy that I was referring to that looks a lot like you, mm-hmm. we didn't even see him. Oh, no, no. You saw him. Well, Vin- yeah, he was on the air.
1: No, no, no. the the Here's the thing. If you build it, they will come. They it's, will bet it. So... Okay. Well, I love what he gives me, that face. I know I'm about to get him smacked out here. Yes. Well, okay, Vinny, go ahead. Yes.
3: Yo, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? You got all this. Look, I'm look just, at all this. You got I a know, chance to bet. You have anything? You have anything on the Masters? Do you have anything going tonight? Uh, this weekend? Yeah, I do. I have. But e- what
1: tennis? I, I have. <laughs> yeah, ego for probably okay. more money than everybody you else. You didn't has have a tennis play else. yesterday. Yeah, because yesterday it was four big favorites. Yeah, so, the, saying,
3: yesterday right? was the first day I mean, we didn't have a tennis attention. play
1: in like every single day of the last three weeks.
3: Well, I was listening to myself. Oh my god! Thanks for listening closely, though,
1: Vinny. We have Francisco Sarundalo today at at almost $5. Do you like that play? Oh, I like that a lot. Wow! Hey, can you imagine Vinny walks in here and said we didn't have a tennis play yesterday? It's like the one day we didn't have one.
3: Well, well how about should I pay attention? Am I am I required to
4: have a tennis play Not every day at all? Not oh at all. my God! Gil, we're gonna have to check if Vinny's running one of the burner accounts.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. We no, are. There was we're gonna... no burner. Account. <laughs> That's a great call, <laughs> Vinny. What are you? Where were you between the hours of nine and ten yesterday? <laughs> That's right. Oh, um that's awesome. Uh all right. Well, you know, just a friendly suggestion that I think uh I think there's you a market more, out there you for you. You want it.
3: more tennis, I know you do.
1: Well I just I don't want because I'm betting it. You're not gonna I it's not my. Well, you you want it. You, you I, want want it. it you, you, I want it for you, Vinny. I want it for you guys. Okay.
3: <laughs> oh my okay. Anyway. It's
1: is a suggestion. Vinny, uh, have a fabulous weekend. You too.
3: I'll see you this weekend. Oh, oh you're going to be down uh, there? Down, uh, down at uh, Bet Bash, yeah. Bet sure. Bash yes. too.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. Um, shout out to Spanky and Matt Metcalf and everybody yeah. who put it together. We're looking forward to it. All weekend long at Circa. The Lombardi line is next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft.